We're diving into the new program, Supporters by Audio Mac, as well as talking to the founder of the Music Entrepreneur Club, Damian Ritter, on this episode of the 520 Collective Podcast. Let's go. Just a flip of the watch, it's game time, game time, 20. Just a flip of the watch, it's game time, game time, 20. Just a flip of the watch, it's game time, game time, 20. What's up? Welcome to the first episode of Season 4 here on the 520 Collective Podcast. It's where music meets ministry and the indie artist takes center stage. I am Eric Boston. You can hit me up at ericboston3 on Twitter. That's at ericboston and the number 3. And joining me on this episode is my guy Zero for Hire. What's good, bro? What's up? What's up? Zero for Hire here on the 520 Collective Podcast. I'm glad to be here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm, uh, you could have had anybody on the podcast. You know, I I'm gonna be the uh, I'm gonna be the fat chick that makes you prettier at the club. You just get the most. I'm gonna go with it. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna yeah, assume you just that get that's the right. most unlikable podcast show host that you can find, and it instantly makes the the banter better. Right there, we go. There we go. Well, hey, tell people where they follow <laughs> you at, man. Yeah, I'm on minds.com slash zero for hire, X E R O for hire, um, and on Twitter. And you can see me commenting on everything that Eric, uh, Eric does because I have to jab him through the week. Exactly, exactly. And, and like we said, it's the first episode, season four. Here we are. Definitely glad that you are here and hosting with me. We got a, a, a what I feel is a really good conversation. Uh, for this show, uh, like we mentioned, we are going to be talking about the new program supporters from Audio Mac. They rolled that out. Let's see when when did they roll that out? It was like early December, I guess, is when they rolled that out. I think that was their way of kicking off the new year with a new program, and they want to just really ride it out with a bang. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you think about uh, the music business and, and and the way just things work today, obviously digital and streaming is, is king. You know, there are people like myself who still like to purchase, you know, physical copies of music, but I don't think we're ever going back to, to that as the primary way that music is consumed now. So the thing that artists have to ask themselves, and we've talked about it before, and I'm sure we'll talk about it again is, okay, with this shift, how do we make money, right? Uh, and it's not easy. It's not easy, especially as an independent artist, to make money, especially if you know the, the streaming services are your focus, right? But I love what AudioMax is doing because they are combining a lot of different things on their platform, right? They they have 
the the streaming element to them they have um some really cool like social media type elements they have an editorial section and now not only do they have a way for artists to make a revenue stream with supporters which we're going to get into the details of but it's actually like their second revenue opportunity through their platform because they have a monetization program as well that they've already had established called amp uh we're not really talking about that tonight but i think it's cool that audio i I guess it shows that audio mac really does care about artists and wants to be able to do good things for them in other in order for them to um succeed right yeah yeah and and i think it also shows that they're serious about uh the being competition to the status quo because as long as we're just content with spotify and and apple being that's what we do then there's no reason for anybody to grow but now that audio mac is providing serious competition i think that that's going to raise some eyebrows and we'll, we'll see what happens over the rest of the year yeah man so, so let's talk about some of the just some of the basics when it comes to the supporters program Let, let's let's start there so audio mac uh they're branding it as a way that they are enabling artists to generate a new revenue stream while also connecting with fans. You know, I think, you know, organic discovery and and, uh, having a platform that is definitely artist first is something that's at the heart of audio Mac. You know, we had uh, Brian Zizuk on here um, back in season three and he talked about, you know, how, they really are about the artists, right? They, they do care. And I think just all the things that they're doing, all the steps they're taking shows that, right? And again, supporters, I believe, you know, it's still early, right? We still got to see how it all plays out. But on paper, not only does it show that Audio Mac cares about artists, but I think it just looks like a really good way to build something that is a little bit more sustainable rather than just putting music out and crossing your fingers and hoping it ends up on a playlist right yeah i think also it it is um i'm on my creator dashboard right now and it looks like it's giving you some nuanced details and yeah it's it's inching you toward taking responsibility for your financial part of your career instead of just to spray and pray like we've been doing yeah well and and what i'm really excited about is seeing the way that artists use this because there is some kind of customizable approaches to it that artists can take with support with with supporters through audio mac there's a few different aspects at play here right um let's let's talk about this one first so the first part is why it's called supporters and the the main reason there whenever you're talking about the name supporters is that i'm an artist i release a new song or a new project um, my fan base, my supporters can actually do more than simply just listen right now through the supporters program. They can go to the artist page and directly support an, a single or an album with financial contribution to it. Right. So, I mean, that's that's killer right off the bat. Right. Because because no longer are you talking about maybe making a fraction of a, of a cent like there's really no limit to how much someone can throw your way if they're wanting to support it and support your music. Um, so that's okay, awesome. So, so with that being one of the direct um, 
features that we can point to. We didn't talk about this ahead of time, but I I, I want to be a little bit playful here. What if we decided that it's better to give than to receive? Let's let's find somebody to let's say I'll support with ten dollars for the month just to get the experience of that supporter. You know, from that end, because I I already know what it's like as an artist. But from the supporters end, I want to be able to uh, experience that and know what I'm asking my friends to sign up for. Yeah. So so there's a few different things. One, whenever I decide to put money behind a project, right, as a fan, they have kind of like it's almost like this video game element that's involved in supporters as well, which is honestly a smart move, in my opinion, because, you know, the video game culture is huge right you can kind of earn trophies or badges you know whatever you want to call it um for different things right like um you get rankings there is you could be the first supporter right so you're the first person that's put money behind a song right makes sense and you get a trophy for that um you guys probably see it like when we release new episodes of the podcast onto audio mac they send us custom graphics saying, hey, you know, your content is now up and it's a graphic that it looks nice, it's it's clean, and you can share it on your social medias. Well, they're doing that for supporters as well. So if you're the first supporter of the new Zero for Hire single, right, you're going to get that sent to your email, that graphic, and you can share it on your social media. So that's kind of cool. And it's it's a way to kind of tie, tie your support Um to uh, tie, like tie yourself to the uh, I don't know if tie myself is the right word. Well, no, you're connecting. You're 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 showing that you are directly. You are connecting, but it's it's like the badge on the old forum or like on a super chat. You know, like if you super chat a hundred dollars, your name's going to be up there for a while, and everybody gets to see that you're the guy who has the top spot that day. There's, there's like a little competitive edge there. Well, and that's a couple of other things that you can rank as. Uh, right there's like the top supporter who's contributed the most to this project and there's the latest who's who's done this most recently you know who's put money into it and the cool thing about it too is that not only does that show up on my profile as a as a listener right where i can go back and see these trophies and whatnot it also connects to the artist page as well so you can go on there you can see kind of who supported it's going to show you you know who's the top supporter of this project so so you're there right so now not only do you know that you did this as a fan but now other fans see this as well right and i think that was really smart to for for audio mac to bring in this kind of video game element into this program because it's another thing to just like hook people in right like i mean people are all about you know like you said you know with with super chat there's different bunch of different things out there that you can earn badges and stuff on and it's never necessarily been something that's huge for me but i definitely see the trend and the interest in it so i think good job for audio mac for doing that now for an artist though not only are you getting the chance to you know bring in some legitimate revenue hopefully through this program um you're getting a chance to actually build a fan base right so they you know it's not like Bandcamp where if you buy a project on there you know it collects your email and the artists get that and they can build an email list it's not collecting emails however there's an internal messaging setup through audio mac where whenever someone supports your release Artists can actually reach out to those supporters and talk to them and communicate through an instant message on Audio Mac, 
which opens up a lot of new possibilities, right? Like one thing I've been seeing is I've been seeing some artists saying, Hey, if you go and you support any of my releases that I've got out, or if you go and support this particular release, um, I'm going to send you this unreleased song, which is really smart. Whenever you're talking about trying to build your fan base content. Yeah. 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 So you can, you can have those extras. I'm interested to see how that's going to work out because the internal messaging could be a good thing depending on the artists and, and there's fans, but yeah, like being able to get that follow up, you know, being able to have people reach out directly. Hey, I like this and blah, blah, blah. I'm interested to see how that's going to pan out. Yeah. And I think you can't do that on Spotify. Exactly. You have no idea who's listening on a lot of these other platforms, right? Or let alone how to... And I think that's what we need. Yeah, let alone how to contact them. Because here's the thing. I was actually in a Twitter Spaces. So I, I, I hopped in this space. Uh, it was hosted by Damian Ritter, Music Entrepreneur Club, who is our interview on today's show. And he had um, David Ponce, who is the other co-founder of Audio Mac, on there with him, talking about supporters, right? It was right after they rolled out the program. And... One important thing that he said on there is that, yeah, it's not collecting emails for you. However, the fact that you can reach out and message those people who have supported your project, there's no reason why you can't ask them for their email, you know, through through that okay, message. Well, yeah, if he's not opposed to it, then I guess that's good. The, the thing about this is, and I think it's the same way with a lot of different tools, right? Because essentially... Audio Mac in and of itself is a tool for artists, right? The same way Bandcamp is, the same way creating your own website or using Andy other streaming services. They're at the end of the day, they're a tool, and it's how creative can you get as an artist? How much time do you want to invest thinking outside the box with these tools? You know, to to accomplish what your end goals are. Right. So that's the thing that I'm excited to see and what I want to challenge people, especially in the faith based hip hop space. Right. Christian rap, CHH, gospel rap, whatever is how creative are you guys going to be whenever it comes to this stuff? Because at the end of the day, most of the kind of complaints that we hear are can can be traced back and, and tied directly to revenue generation. Right. Well, Audio Mac you know, a platform that's got over 7 million users on it is now giving you tools where you can go and kind of come up with your way of how you're going to use it in order to increase your revenue. So what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm looking at my, again, I'm going back to my account here, which it's not zero for hire. It's the legend of zero. And I've been on here for at least two, let's see. It, since 2017, holy moly, I've been on here since 2017 using it the same way you would do SoundCloud and everything. Except they do have those creative features. So how are you going to use it? How you can be creative with it? Yeah. So as an artist, man, I mean, I know we've kind of, you know, maybe hit on a few things that you weren't necessarily aware of at, b- before we started talking. Uh, so it's going to be kind of instant reaction. But from the, the artist side of zero, like what's your initial thought on like, okay, I'm releasing a new song. How how would you approach utilizing Audio Mac and specifically driving your fan base, your audience to supporters and, and 
you know, trying to get the most out of this program? Like what's your, what's your gut saying? Oh, so yeah, gut feeling. Uh, 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 this is a hypothetical. So let's say I'm going to come out with, I plan to come out with five, five new singles this year and I've already got them recorded and laid out and it's scheduled and I just need to figure out how I want to release it. One thing I would do is I would do a short, quick two and a half minute version of that song specifically for iTunes and Spotify, because that's all that matters on there is that's why people are only putting out two and a half minute songs because they just want that play count to keep going up. But then I would offer my fans the full version of the song on AudioMac because I want to reward my supporters with more of what they love. Now, for the people who just want something on their playlist and they're just going to listen to it for a minute and a half, whatever, I'll give them the short Spotify streaming version. And so, you know, it's a little extra work. You have to have the two two versions of the song. But that's one that's one thing I would do. Another thing is I would offer websites the exclusive release of particular singles. Let's say... You put out a, a single, you want to put a single up on the other platforms in May. And maybe you want to give it to 520 Collective two weeks early. And you can only go to a specific page on 520 Collective, but even though it's being hosted on Spotify and you, you still get to keep those streams and everything for later. I don't know, just off the top of my head, those are two ideas that I, I would use some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And what about... Um... It didn't really incorporate supporters today. No, I mean, I think you got stuff that you can do, especially with AudioMac. Um, like, viewing it from specifically, like, artist to fan, artist to listener, what do you what, what, what do you see yourself potentially trying there? Because I, I think that right there is the big key for this program. A lot of it is going to depend on the artist and their skills. Um, let's say you're a rapper and you can freestyle. Well, why not offer your supporters a happy birthday freestyle that's specific to them right there on the audio Mac page? Um, or you're a singer-songwriter and, and you play acoustic guitar, you could do something similar like that. You could offer your top supporters, like your top three supporters of the month, a shout-out at the end of your single. You, rapper jargon, you know what I'm talking about. They, we're always like, shout-out to some esoteric label or brand or whatever that we not everybody really knows about shout out your supporters the same way you would shout out your label uh that's another two ideas yeah 100 100 and i'm sure i could come up with more if i really chew on it well and here's the thing dude this is what has me excited and hopefully should have artists excited as well is because you know what's a what's a difficult thing to figure out a difficult thing whenever you're a young artist you know, just developing is figuring out what your, what your, um, target audience is, right? You know, what we were talking about just a little bit ago was while it's great to get those streams and those listens on a platform like Spotify, again, you're, you're not building that target audience because you have no idea who's listening. This right here allows you to figure out the kind of people that are listening to your music or are interested in your music. That's the biggest thing It shows you the kind of people that are interested in your music and you can interact with them and then you can figure out, okay, so if this is the person that's listening to my music now, how do I target them in these other areas? You know, how do I bring, yeah, I think it's a different class altogether. Cause you have what we're familiar with is I don't really have a, vocabulary for it but you have the kind of artists who 
they just write songs about you know they're gonna make it and they're in the industry and they have fans or whatever they write about and they they put the stuff out there and then if people listen to it they listen to it they hope it gets playlisted and things we all do that but there there's another class of artists who writes for his fan base like you take a dj i rock jesus who when he's recording his sets when he's putting out his mixtape who's your audience my audience is my fans that's that's how he responds every time because he's not worried about you know who's going to hear it he knows who's going to hear it. it's his fans like that's a specific group that he plays too so what do they like that's what he writes or that's what he puts on his playlist and i think this this type of model is going to steer an artist in a direction of playing to your audience so that they are getting the experience that they want and that will help you grow to be honest yeah well and then especially in today's world where live shows and touring i'm not saying it doesn't happen now it's just more difficult right and it used to be that right there is how you really got connected with a target audience right uh you would you would go you would perform uh, you know, maybe you were opening up for a bigger act, so you were able to get in front of their audience, and some of them you were able to convert into your, you know, some people that would support you. But you would perform, and then you would get a chance to hang out and actually talk to people, right, and make that personal connection. So while that's more difficult now with just the hurdles involved with live performing now you've got a tool that can help make those connections virtually which isn't exactly the same but it's better than the alternative of having no idea and having no way to talk to them right um and while yeah and i i really uh i actually kind of feel embarrassed because i'm not really I qualify, but I'm not participating in the supporters program as an artist or as a supporter. And I think that we should probably like circle back on this next month. Take some take some funds, you know, drop twenty dollars in five four different accounts, pay them five dollars a piece or something, and get a full experience as a consumer. But then also as an artist, we need to try to put put that effort forth and be willing to fail, but you know, be willing to succeed too and see what this is like. Because you'll never know if you don't do it. Yeah. Well, and I encourage anyone that has, you know, already kind of tapped in and, and started kind of experimenting and experiencing this program, you know, reach out to us. Let you let us know your thoughts and your feedback. You know, you can go to the Discord and talk to us in there. We'd love to hear it. The one thing I was going to say also, Zero, was that you know I, I get that the amount of stuff out there for artists to do you know especially if you're doing everything related to your career on your own which a lot of independent people are right yeah it can be exhausting yeah exactly so and I, it can be daunting so i get it like collecting emails and creating an email list and then figuring out how do i write you know a, a, a newsletter that's going to get people to open it and read it and this kind of stuff i get it. it's not something that is exciting especially for everybody right um however how many times a day do you send a dm on twitter or instagram or whatever that's a lot easier right and you can do that now on audio mac right and even if you don't have anything like if you don't have an unreleased song to share right i mean eventually you'll get there you know and you'll think about it and you'll figure it out and you'll piece it all together right on how to really take advantage of this program 
but even if you don't have that right now like just making those connections and reaching out to those supporters do we got to remember put yourself back into your uh your set of shoes for you being a music fan right like just getting contacted by an artist that you like and having an interaction means a lot and that endears them to you more so this could this could be a step back from the um the immediate interaction that a live stream provides but if if this allows you to to upload tracks that are specific for your supporters and only your supporters can listen to and chime in on it i would say go as far as and this is super vulnerable but build a song with your audience take a beat say here's my idea first day in the studio you know and then maybe this is the first the first version okay this is after the third session this is after the fifth session all the way until that song is ready for release and people are let your audience chime in on that yeah well and and here's the thing too man is like i feel like the creative ways to use this are really kind of limitless right i think that you can really come up with unique ways like you can point those supporters you know if you have a website point them there if you have a discord server point them there where they can interact with you on a regular basis and talk to you you know or or you can go live with them on discord like what we do here um and and what a lot of people do i mean you, you don't have to keep it underneath that audio mac umbrella and i think that was something that the um the founders were even kind of pointing out like hey this is kind of a, a jumping off point you know where where are you gonna go with it from here i don't know man i, I i'm i'm really interested to see what what guys do and and i hope to see more faith-based artists uh taking advantage of platforms like audio mac man i mean there, there's some people that are on there we're starting to see more pop up but i want to i want to see more, even more you guys need to be flooding this audio mac zone because it's free to use it's easy to use like i said i've been using since 2017 the growth over the past year for audio mac has been insane i mean basically whatever distributor you use for your music at this point you should be able to get them to send your music directly to audio mac for you uh so that helps but i like that you can upload an mp3 and be able to compete and to be in the same ecosystem with um mainstream and you know popular indie artists like i'm on a trending thing right now and i'm seeing two chains and future and the weekend like they're on audio mac now we had a struggle to get people to listen to this and now we got the weekend on here so we want to see i want to see uh v rose and flame and uh you know bigger name christian artists on here I, I, you can find some of their songs, but they're usually uploaded by somebody else. But why isn't NF on here? Or is he? I don't know. But my challenge is that we see more of the independent artists in this space popping up on here. And whenever you do, make sure you go and you follow our account. And I will go on there and I will follow you back. And, I mean, this yeah. is kind of... Let's create our own ecosystem. Yeah. Well, because another way that they have this social media aspect is with their re-upping system, right? So if I go and I listen to your song and I like it, I can re-up it, which is essentially like retweeting is on Twitter, right? So whoever's following you on your account, when you re-up, it ends up in their feed, right? So, I mean, it is like a, a retweet. Uh, and, and I don't know if just maybe people don't realize all the the different aspects involved here and the little intricacies but 
whenever you really look at it closely, it's it's impressive. It's impressive what Audio Mac and their team has done, and it's understandable why they've shot up in popularity over the last couple of years. So yeah, man. So Audio Mac supporters, um, I know my plan is to uh, really dive into it more this year and, and get a chance to experience that and and really support some some artists who that I want to say, hey, you are doing something special. Let me try to help out, right? So I'm look I'm I'm and if we find something nice we we'll, we'll pull together some money and throw some throw something behind it. Yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm really looking forward to experiencing the program more. Um we are going to get ready to head on into our industry insider interview. As we said, it's with Damian Ritter. He is the founder of the Music Entrepreneur Club. He was also co-founder of Funk Volume Records, uh indie label based out of California. You guys might know the name of that. Uh, so make sure you stick around after the break and check out our interview with Dame. A little sneak peek into what's coming up throughout Season 4. Uh, you're going to hear some interviews with the likes of MC Teal from Everybody's Hip Hop. Uh, we got our guy Poetics, who's going to be stopping back by the show. He was on the first season. Kelly Cole, Black Lick. Uh, those are the ones that are confirmed and and. Uh, we got some more that are in the works. They're just not quite there yet. So I think it's going to be a good season, man. I- I'm-, I'm feeling really good about it. I'm ready to share this interview with our listeners, man. It's a really good one. Um, again, we got Damian Ritter, Music Entrepreneurs Club. I hope you guys enjoy it. Stick around for that. And then go and let us know what you thought about the interview with Dame or what we talked about whenever it comes to audio max supporters you can go hit us up on our social media accounts or join the discord and we would love to talk to you about that we will catch you guys here on the next episode artist what is the key to getting your music to your target listener making sure that your catalog is available where people are listening Trackstars is helping independent artists do just that with Nectar Distro. Sign up for Nectar today to have your music delivered for you to all the major digital streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, SoundCloud, YouTube, and much, much more. Go to 520collective.com slash Nectar, that's N-E-C-T-A-R now, to sign up and keep 100% of your royalties along with all of your music rights. With monthly payouts, comprehensive reports, specialty tools like the single maximizer and account management services, along with a dedicated team that understands your needs as an artist, it really is hard to beat what Nectar Distro and Trackstars bring to the table. So hit up 520collective.com slash Nectar to get started now. Hey guys, I want to say thank you for listening to the 520 Collective Podcast. This month's Industry Insider interview is coming up in just a moment. Before we listen in, make sure to check out 520collective.com. It is the home for indie news and faith-based hip-hop. Follow us on social media, including Twitter and Instagram at 520 underscore co. Also, to get exclusive content, hit up our Audio Mac account where you'll find extended interviews, playlists, and more. Let's jump into this month's interview. Welcome to this month's Industry Insider Interview, brought to you officially by Bookkeeper247.com. What's up? Welcome to another Industry Insider Interview here on the 520 Collective Podcast. 
as always, we want to give a big shout out to the bookkeeper 24 seven for sponsoring this interview. Make sure you check them out at tbk247.com. You guys already know what Daryl and the crew do for not only for the space, but, uh, man, they're, they're getting ready to do some big things in this upcoming year. So make sure you go and support them. Follow what's happening with the bookkeeper 24 seven at tbk247.com. Guys, you know me, I'm Eric Boston, and I'm excited for this interview, kicking off a new season here on 520 Collective Podcast. Uh, joining me on the 520 Collective phone line, he is from the Music Entrepreneur Club, uh, man, and so much more. He's been in part of music for, for quite a while. We'll dive into all of it, but joining me on the phone line right now is Mr. Damian Ritter. How you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good, Eric. Thanks for having me, man. Really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. What What's the the past like year been like for you, man? I know like you're just you're just busy. Period. And then add in just kind of the craziness that everyone's had to navigate and the adjustments that's had to take place. What's that look like on your end? Yeah, it has been quite crazy. Um, you know, obviously that the world is in a, in a tailspin, and um, you know, for me professionally, you know, I'm kind of all over the place at this point, and it's crazy. As much as I preach structure to artists. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm losing mine, um, but I still do. Like you said, I'm the founder of the Music Entrepreneur Club, so we have our weekly sessions. We have a podcast, um, so that is 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 going strong. We're we're sponsored by BeatStars, so they've been super supportive of the platform. Um, I've also gotten into comedy, so I've managed a couple of comedians. Uh, we got a live monthly show here in LA. Uh, they do really well on social media and we're trying to, you know, figure out how to make that jump from social media to television and film. So that's a, a new world that I'm, that I'm getting into. It's almost like deja vu because I used to run a, a record label. And prior to that, you know, I didn't have any record label experience. So now kind of jumping into television and film, even though there's a lot of similarities between, you know, just, just the entertainment industry as a whole um i feel like i'm doing it all over again trying to figure out you know the television and film space and how we can be successful in it um and then i have a project called one week notice um it started in 2018 and it was supposed to be an annual project but that project is where we fly six artists out to a city put them in a house and task them with creating a project in a week so we did that this past june and the album just came out last week um so that's starting to relieve some of my stress a little bit as that content comes out. Um, so yeah, that's something that we'll continue to do on an annual basis. I'm already kind of planning the next one for next year, trying to see who's involved with platforms, with brands. Um, and then we'll start, you know, looking into how we select the artists um, maybe early next year. So super busy, man. I feel scattered. Some days I feel like I'm on top of things. Other days, just kind of a mess that's what's up that's what's up and you mentioned uh funk volume that was an independent label right and you ran that with uh hobson i mean very successful independent label as well i would say let's talk a little bit about that and just i guess leading into it just like how you got into music kind of how long you've been part of this industry because it all plays up to what you're doing now right yeah for sure so i, I got into music in 2008 that is when I got laid off from a consulting job in Chicago. And I was just trying to figure out, you know, what I wanted to do next. Um, it just so happened that my younger brother called me. He was going to UC Irvine at the time and said that he wanted to drop out of school and do music. And he seemed pretty passionate, pretty serious about it. 
Um, and at the same time, Hobson was a friend of his from high school. He was in an equally frustrated position, but different. He was already signed to a, a label called Ruthless Records. Uh, but they wanted to, to start their own thing. So, you know, we eventually got hopped out of the deal and we teamed up to, to start Funk Volume, uh, which was pretty successful for, you know, well, it took a while to be successful and nobody starts out just, you know, making money right away. But it took us about two, three years, um, to start, to start having some good momentum. And then, you know, we signed a couple more artists, Diddy Wright, Sharon Benton went on a nice little run and then unfortunately in at the end of 2015 early 2016 me and hobson but it has in the most ridiculous fashion ever um and it crashed and burns but that's that's how i got in got into music um so i think you know with with entrepreneurship you know a lot of times you just take it you know you see an opportunity and you just run with it right you just kind of take the chance you just run with it so that's kind of how I got into music. It wasn't something that I went to school for. Um, I did go to school. I didn't go to school for, for music. Um, but it wasn't something that I saw in my career path. It was just something, an, an opportunity that was presented to me. And then we just took it and ran with it. Right, right, right. And you, you talked about going to school. I mean, you, you've got an MBA from Stanford, right? So, I mean, uh, the whole entrepreneur thing is, it seems like it's something that's just a part of you almost like like is that just something that you've always had yeah well i knew i wanted to start a business um i knew i wanted to be an entrepreneur i had no idea that it would be in the music industry um but yeah i mean i, I went went to school did my undergrad at uc berkeley um went, went out into the working world worked for some financial services company went back to school at stanford got my mba um and then i took a consulting job out when i when I left Stanford and that's the, the, the job that I got laid off from when right before we started the label. Wow. 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 So, I mean, you know, it, it's pretty cool seeing what you guys were able to accomplish with funk volume. I know that there was, you know, success, not only just on the, um, charts, right. I mean, you guys put out, um, billboard charting, iTunes charting music, but I think just the, the level of, just respect within the music industry itself that that was able to garner uh puts you in a very uh unique place and i think that's why it's really cool seeing what you guys have been able to do with music entrepreneur club up to this point and and looking forward to seeing what comes next as well so some I mean, guys again joining me on the phone line it is damien ritter you may know him as dame he's a great follow on twitter i'm just going to give that a shout out right now and and before we go any further man where, where do they follow you at yeah I'm on, I'm on twitter fairly active on twitter dame underscore mec um or you can find me on instagram dame dot mec um or just you know follow the music entrepreneur club page at music entrepreneur club on um ig and tiktok we started posting a few things at tiktok although we don't have very many people over there but um it exists right there you go you got you got to be everywhere right even if it, it, it's it's that right there is stressful for for me i know that like it's like dude there's so many platforms and apps and all this these different things that you can have your content on and it could be a struggle sometimes right yeah no it definitely can get overwhelming 
um, because all these platforms want you to use all of the different types of tools and services that exist within the platform. You know, so for example, Instagram, they want you to use story and they want you to use reels and they want you to use the regular posts. They want you to go live, you know, and every platform kind of wants you to use their, the different tools. Um, so it, it's tough. And I, you know, I understand when artists kind of complain about being on social media um i hear the complaints but you know it's necessary you got to carve out that time to um you know create content for social media that's going to capture people's attention yeah man i know that um i know that youtube is something that does well for you as well at least i think if I'm, i'm trying to remember back i feel like that's where like i really started getting into some of your content was I, I think when I came across a interview you did for Beat Stars with Brian Zizuk, if I'm not mistaken, and I, and I know that you guys do a you know you you have that video aspect to your podcast as well. You do the interviews. Like, what does video mean? You you talked about it earlier that artists you know they have to have that visual component, and I mean maybe now more so than ever. Like how, how important is the video aspect just for connecting with a new audience? Man, it's, it's, it's crucial. I don't, I don't think you can do anything without a visual component. Um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, super polished, you know, super expensive. Um, it, it really just has to be something creative and something that captures people's attention quickly, uh, especially if you're a new creator or artist. Um, you know, I think that's probably the, the, the number one piece of feedback that I give uh, on artist videos is just taking too long to start. You know, people have very short attention spans. And if you have like long intros to your video or that nothing happens for a little while, people are just going to click away or swipe up. Uh, but that visual component is, is a must these days. I, I just can't imagine an artist that is, does well with audio only i'm not even sure how you start to get people's attention with just just audio well let's talk about uh, the music entrepreneur club man so that's you know started out you, you've expanded a little bit here recently and we'll get into that but it started off with you and dj Payne one as we mentioned like um just take us back to the beginning man like how did the idea for mec kind of come about and, and what were those kind of early steps like for you guys yeah well i mean i i've been doing this type of work for a while even when funk volume existed i hosted a couple of virtual conferences um because as i was learning the business i just felt it was important to share what we were doing with other independent artists um so i think the first virtual conference i want to say was in maybe 2012 and then or 2013 and then we did another one 2015 i actually just facebook just reminded me or brought back the flyer from from the 2015 conference um so really the mec is just the f funk volume conference evolved you know just because funk volume doesn't exist anymore you know i felt like it was even more important you know having gone through that you know where a lot of the breakup was just because of a lack of, of understanding, a lack of business knowledge. Uh, I felt it was even more important, you know, to have a platform that artists can turn to to get some solid information just because there's a lot of bad information out there. Um, so the MEC, you know, we started, I think it's been, shoot, maybe five or six years now. 
Uh, and we've gone through different iterations of what it looked like. It used to be a membership-based program that, that, that people paid for. Um, and then BeatStars came in last year to um, to sponsor it. So we made it free and available to, to everyone where you can tap in twice a week, Monday and Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific. And we have a, a session. I got a session today in about an hour and a half. So uh, we have guests that come through on a weekly basis and we just just talk about different topics that I feel like artists need to be aware of. Um, and it, it's been dope. We've gotten some great feedback and people seem to in, enjoy and get a lot out of the session. So we continue to do it. We also have a podcast that we drop every Monday um, and then we'll take the MEC on the road again once you know COVID restrictions lift a little bit. Because uh, we also tour the MEC, we hit different cities and basically just have panels and things um, in cities where that don't normally get, you know, music conferences. So it's, it's dope. Um, so looking forward to getting back on the road. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And uh, we are looking forward for you guys to get that opportunity because I know, I mean, just what I've kind of you know, dove into with MEC and I'm not even an artist, you know, like, um, I, I see the value there. So like, if you were to say, um, kind of wrap up the, the mission or the goal of MEC, like in just like a, a simple sentence, what would that be? Like, what are people coming to music entrepreneur club to get? Um, so I would say they're coming to get information that you need if you want to build in business, an independent business in the music industry. Because um, the people that we have on, you know, have, have a lot of great experience. And even though there's different ways that you can maneuver these days to become successful, there are some common threads amongst those that are successful. So, you know, I think it's a, it's a great platform to get the, the reality of, of what it's like to navigate the music industry. Yes, sir. And I know that you guys have, you know, you're building a community around this. Um, and there's a lot of different places to tap in. Like, like where do people start? Like, where do you point them to? Like, hey, you know, go here first. And then, um, what else is available? I know, like, there's a Discord server, um, that's a part of the community. Like, like, where do you, you kind of start people out at? Well, we never really got the Discord running. I mean, there's one that exists, but it's not very active. Where I pour people to is just the Instagram page. You'll get, you know, you'll keep, you'll be able to keep up with everything that we have going on if you just follow our Instagram page. Um, and then we have a, a, a text, a text number that we send out text alerts every time we go live. So if people text MEC, just the, the, the letters MEC to 844-206-7800. Um, they'll get a text alert every time we go live before, right before our live session. Um, so, or they can go to our website, musicentrepreneurclub.com. But if you just go to our Instagram and follow us on Instagram, you know, you, you, you'll be able to keep up with everything that we're doing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you talked about, you know, you guys go live. You have the podcast. I was actually listening to the newest episode, uh, this morning. And one thing that you've added or one person that you've added is someone that we're very familiar with here at 520 Collective. She's been on the podcast before. And, and, you know, I think if you're a part of like the Christian hip hop community, if you're plugged into that, then you know who Erin Knight is and what she brings to the table. Um, just talk a minute about bringing her onto the team, you know, kind of like how did that happen and, and what, 
you know, what was it for you that you were like, yes, this is someone that I want around what's going on with the Music Entrepreneur Club? Yeah, so Aaron is, is somebody that I, I I think we followed each other before I reached out to her, but I, I actually reached out to her to have one of her artists, Scotty ATL, on the MEC. Um, so we were coordinating that, and I believe there was one week where he couldn't, he was scheduled to come on the MEC, and he couldn't make it. I knew that she was a manager, so I was like, hey, would you would you want to fill in for him? Um, so we had her on the MEC, and just during that live session, like, once you've been in music for some time, like, when you talk to people that get it, and it, it, it's, it's apparent, like, right away, you know, that, that this person has some real, legit experience in the music industry, is super smart. So through that conversation, you know, on, on, on the MEC, um, it was apparent to me that she was super sharp um, and we I felt just needed a new voice. You know, it was me and Payne have been doing this for quite a few years now. And, you know, I felt like we needed a new voice, uh, preferably a woman's voice. And I just circled back with her and said, hey, would you want to you know, help us out? That's how that happened. And I'm super grateful for her support and i look forward to you know executing some of the ideas that she has to, to grow the brand oh man yeah i know that she's got ideas so we'll, we'll be looking forward to that seeing what what happens there uh for sure for sure no i think that uh you guys have have a have a good dynamic building there whenever I, I listen to the episodes um you know i listen to you guys on audio mac so there's a plug for for that as well if anyone out there uses audio mac you can find the music entrepreneur club uh podcast on there go make sure you give them a follow um and, and listen to those episodes when they drop but um yeah man i i, I see as you guys go along and because it's still early with her being a part of the team i can see you know the potential of what's coming down the line. And, and I'm excited because like you said, there's a ton of knowledge between the three of you and I'm, man, like the, I, I guess just when I listen to it, it's almost like you guys aren't even having to think about this stuff. Like that's how well versed in this information it is. And I think that's another part of why people need to tap in, especially, you know, artists need to tap into what you guys are doing at the MEC. I, I appreciate the feedback. I mean, we have been doing this for, for a long time. And I think that with that, um, you know, just, there's just a level of comfort, you know, talking about all types of different topics within the music industry, because we've probably had some, some, some firsthand experience with with that topic so i think there is just a level of comfort and i'm glad that that kind of is seen when people are listening so um yeah i definitely would agree yeah man and let's let's talk about um just a little bit of kind of that just firsthand experience firsthand knowledge and like what kind of advice you would give to independent artists um you know i'm, I'm sure there's some go-to and i don't want to try to get every bit of info info out of you but like uh, whenever you first come across and, and start interacting with an artist like where's the place that you like to start um as far as like what you share with them and some of like your you know just kind of go-to tips when it, as far as like how an independent artist can grow their business essentially yeah well I, yeah I'm, I'm sure i mean this is this is this and i can have it advice for days but i would say um you know some of the more most important things are uh definitely learn the business 
Um, it, it's not that complex of a business, but you have to take the time to learn it and you have to continuously educate yourself because it's always evolving and changing different social media platforms are popping up platforms are changing the way we listen to music is changing um you know so i, I think that the educa education component is huge um you know you want to surround yourself with the right people um, good people that you can trust people that are committed to being the best in their role as possible uh so you want to develop a, a solid team um you know you, you want to have a great content strategy so not just music but you know the visual component that we talked about like what is what is your story what is your narrative how are you going to share that story through your social media through your merch through your shows um because there should be a, a constant consistent theme throughout all the content that, that you put out um so i think that that's a, a lot where artists just don't even think about it. they just start they start rushing out content they're not thinking about their brand they're not thinking about their story the different narratives that, that, that they should be crafting and sharing with their fans because that's how their fans are gonna you know connect with them on a deeper level um so i think those are definitely some of the things that um you know that, that i that i talk to artists a lot about yeah and you um mentioned earlier about how you know, you did a lot of art, artist management over your time in this industry. Uh, I think one big question that I would love to ask you is just as an artist, what's your advice as far as like if they're thinking about I need to maybe I need to get a manager. I feel like that's a big question that we see a lot. Um, what What is your thoughts there as far as like when's the right time to look into getting a manager and what should they be looking for? Yeah, so I know a lot of people would just tell you, hey, you know, get a manager when you have something to manage. And I don't I don't really agree with that because I didn't you know, we didn't really have anything to manage right away when I started working with my brother at Hobson. But together, you know, we created something to manage. So I would say, you know, be open to a manager when you find somebody that is just as passionate, just as dedicated um, and you guys have a shared shared vision um, for what you want to do. Uh, that's hard to find. That that is hard to find before you have something to manage, though. So I think that's why a lot of people say just you know wait until you have something to manage. Uh, but if you have somebody that that fits that fits that description early, you know there's nothing wrong with locking in and creating something to manage together. In my opinion, um, if you don't have this person then you're going to have to, you know, start the journey alone and probably attract that person with the momentum that you build on your own. Um, that's probably typically what what happens. Um, so, you know, you probably shouldn't start off with the expectation that you're going to have a manager early on, that you're going to have to build something on your own and attract people to the vision. Um, so in terms of what to look for in a manager, uh, somebody that is organized, somebody that is dedicated to the, to the role, somebody that's continuously educating themselves, somebody that's good at, at building and connecting with people. Um, um, those are probably the top, the top qualities, in my opinion, um, uh, for, for a manager. Perfect. Perfect. So guys, I hope you're, you know, taking these notes down and, and applying them for sure. So as we look ahead and, and, you know, 
2022 we're we're right up on it i mean i know you talked about you know the the next installment of one we notice but like as we're looking at the year to come what what are we what are we going to be watching out for when it comes to damien ritter whenever it comes to the music entrepreneur club um so for the music entrepreneur club we should be touring um at some point in, in 2022 uh, we also should have another iteration of our collab for the Crown Contest. That's a contest in which we kind of force artists to collaborate with each other in order to participate. So we're, we're thinking about that right now. Um, and then just continue to continue to have our, our weekly sessions, uh, for one week notice. Um, you know, going to try to make it bigger and better each year. So we'll figure out in the coming months you know, which, which platforms are going to support the project, but I'm going to try to get started earlier, um, in the year. Um, uh, but I'm not sure when it'll actually happen, but one week notice will happen next year. Um, and then hopefully you start to see my the comedians that I work with big Ja and Minx on, on, on the big screen, um, in 2022. I mean, they've been in some stuff here and there, but in terms of, you know, getting, uh, their own show or a bigger role and a, re- a bigger recurring role. Um, you know, that's the goal for 2022. Um, in addition to them touring as well, the whole crew is stupid. We'll take that all out on the road. Um, and, and we'll, we'll do a nationwide tour for the whole crew is stupid as well. There you go. There you go. And, and a little bit of a follow up on that as well. And I might be putting you on the spot just, just a little bit here, but if you were to, kind of look out at just the the music landscape you know just within the music industry here um you know within the next year or a couple of years like if you were an artist trying to get ahead of the curve a little bit like what's something that you see on the horizon that artists should be preparing for within the music industry um i mean no matter what happens you know, in terms of how people are listening to music or NFTs or you know, anything that happens, like it, it's always important to build your community, right? Like if you're able to build your community of fans um, and, and you have a direct relationship, you own the communication with your fans, you get their emails, you get their phone numbers, um, no matter what changes in the music industry happen, if you own the connection with your community you're going to be able to evolve with however people listen to music in the future whatever services are available so that's what i try to encourage artists to do is to build community um amongst your fans um and try to own the communication with your fans try to get the phone numbers get the email addresses um so no matter what happens to different social media platforms no matter what new social media platforms exist in the future um you're gonna be able to keep moving and 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 growing as an artist um if if you're successful at building community yes sir yes sir man that you you mentioned a lot of things there that i feel like could lead into a whole nother discussion but i know that um i know we need to be respectful of your time today that you got you know another live coming up here soon that you gotta get to so i'm not i'm gonna hold off and maybe maybe i'll throw it out there that we can you know reach out in the future maybe get you to come back to the 520 collective podcast and hit on some of these other ideas you just threw out there if possible we'll we'll see we'll see yeah sounds good man (laughs) all right all right so uh again uh before we wrap it up here 
uh, Dame, and, and get get out so that you can get to your show. Uh, just one more time, let the listeners know where do they tap in. You know, whether it's website, social media, whatever. Where, where do you want them to be at to support what you have going and what uh, the Music Entrepreneur Club has? I would just say find us on Instagram at Music Entrepreneur Club, um, and then my personal page is Dame dot mec. Um, and then on Twitter, Dame underscore MEC, um, reach out and, and tap into our live sessions. There's a lot of people that we have, um, that, that drop a lot of knowledge for free. You know, these sessions are free to attend. Um, you know, and I think it, it sometimes can help save a lot of money as you avoid some mistakes early on. Um, if you listen to what some of these folks are saying, so tap into our live session yes sir yes sir we appreciate your time today uh dame and just hopping on the podcast with us we'll look forward to you know communicating with you more in the future as well so and guys we want to give a shout out to our sponsors like we said the bookkeeper 24 7 check them out at tbk247.com as well as the rest of our episode sponsors and we will catch you guys on the next episode All right, we're so glad that you tuned in for this episode of the 520 Collective Podcast. In fact, we don't want it to end here. Make sure to join our server on Discord and be part of the growing community that's centered around faith-based hip-hop. Let us know your thoughts about the topics covered in this episode and tap into a variety of live events. Go to 520collective.com slash Discord now to join.